Hey, before we get started, we just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Church Sound Made Simple. Mixing sound seems complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Cut the overwhelm by getting access to the stress-free, no-fluff training that will help you create great sound at church. Visit churchsoundmadesimple.com. Welcome to the Collaborate Worship Podcast, where we help you create great sound at church. I'm your host, Cade Young, and today I'm joined with my co-host and brother, Dylan Young. We haven't done an episode together since 23 episodes ago. I'd say that I've missed you, but we see each other several times a week, so I don't know. Do you miss me? <laughs> You're not going to ask how I'm doing like you do everybody else? How are you doing, Dylan? I am great. How are you? <laughs> doing wonderful. Since yesterday. <laughs> Well, we've reunited today to say farewell to the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. We've collaborated with amazing worship leaders and tech team leaders, but now it's time to move on to other projects, which we're going to tell you about here in a bit. But before we do that, one last time, we need to bring a couple of failures out into the open so we can laugh together and learn something along the way. Because the truth is, we all make mistakes, and they seem really heavy until you realize that everyone is making mistakes. We have uh, several that we could tell you since last time, but we're each just going to share one. So Dylan, why don't you go first? Yeah, so a story of failure. So a little while ago, I interviewed a guy. His name is Jordan Weston from Church on the Move. And basically, we talked about how to ask your team for more commitment without asking too much, basically, was the premise of the episode. And if you haven't heard that episode, I'll leave a link below. But anyway, that episode, I left that conversation just kind of fired up about um, taking our rehearsals to the next level. I felt like the Lord had put that on my heart to um, really step up our rehearsal game and just growing as a team and as individuals in uh, our giftings. And up to that point, we hadn't had midweek rehearsals at all. We'd just been doing our Sunday morning rehearsals and really hadn't been making time for anything else. And so I set a plan in motion to do one rehearsal every month, like for three hours. And um, the reason we only did, we're going to do once a month is because I have some team members that live like more than an hour away. And so it just felt like a lot to ask them to come twice a week, uh, every single week. That seemed like a lot. So we landed on once a month and I set the plan in motion. I think our first one was supposed to be, at the end of March. And then even though everybody told me that the date we picked for our first one was okay, turns out it wasn't. Not everybody was able to make it. And I was like, well, everybody needs to be there for our first one. And so we went ahead and just pushed it back to May. And then come to find out our drummer, um, he just basically felt called to leave the church and felt like the Lord had other plans for him. And he came and told Kate and I that. And, you know, we supported him in uh, how he felt the Lord was leading him. And he gave us his last day at our church. And it was this last Sunday, the end of May. And so I was like, well, it doesn't really seem appropriate to have our first uh, rehearsal with this new rehearsal schedule when our drummer is about to leave. Like he's going to have to come to this big rehearsal and not be on the team anymore in a couple weeks. And so I just kind of scrapped it. And, um, thankfully we have a guitarist that can pretty much play anything. And so he's going to be playing drums for us here at the end of this month after he gets married and goes on his honeymoon and all that. Um, 
But yeah, so my plans got very derailed in what I wanted to do with rehearsals. And I'm hoping that we will kind of get them back on track and finally have our first one with this new rehearsal plan that I really felt like the Lord had placed on my heart. Um, hopefully in July, we're going to try to make that happen. But yeah, that was a bummer, um, especially when you really feel like the Lord is leading you to do something and it just doesn't work out like how you planned. I mean, the Lord knows. He knew that it was going to happen and he knows when the right time for it to begin is. And maybe I just had an idea that uh, I ran with that wasn't completely his idea. I think I was on the same page, but maybe I just got the timing a little off. And it was a little disappointing, but we will get there. And I'm really excited for when we eventually do get that started. Maybe it's like the perfect storm, though, because now that you're bringing on a new drummer, I mean, that's probably one of the hardest musicians to bring on to an existing team and to, you know, get it all to gel together. So now you can like there's more reason to have those extra practices. So maybe it'll serve as motivation. True that. (laughs) All right. So it's about a couple months ago. We show up to church one Sunday. We turn on the sound system. We're expecting everything to, you know, work as normal. And we find out that our subs aren't working. And so what we do is, you know, test everything. We test the cables. We're trying to see if there's a reset button on the amp. Did we blow a fuse? Like what happened here? And we tried everything and couldn't get the subs working. So we had to go an entire service without subwoofers, which was a little bit lame, but the church didn't even seem to notice because they still worshiped with the same energy, even though there wasn't near the the same amount of energy in the room as there normally would have been. So maybe there's a lesson right there. But when we went to go buy a new sub, I realized that, you know, we don't have any backup main speakers. So if we were to ever blow main speakers, like we would just be out of luck for that Sunday. So I went ahead and bought a new sub and new main speakers. And here's where the fail comes in because we put the new mains up in the ceiling uh, so that we could have the old mains in the back as backups. And uh, so we get them all, you know, situated and plugged in and it comes to the next Sunday. It's our first Sunday with these new speakers. And I'm out in the audience and during worship, I'm hearing all this distortion. And I'm like, what? What is going on? Where, where's all this distortion coming from? So I walked back to the mixer to see what was going, going on with the sound guys, expecting to see some red. Like there's got to be a channel peaking or or the main mix peaking or something going on here. But nothing, nothing was hitting the red. Nothing was peaking. All the gain was set exactly as it should be set. So I was a little bit perplexed and I just knew that I couldn't fix it in the service. So I just had to deal with it. It would, every time the vocals would sing loud, like you just hear this peaking and man, is irritating for me, but nobody else actually said anything about it. Anyway, come to find out, you know, on the back of a speaker of a powered speaker, there's a, a switch where you can determine if the input coming into it is mic level or line level. Um, I guess if you're going to just plug a mic directly into it, it has its own preamp, which is kind of cool. But um, I had not set that switch properly. It was set to mic level and it should have been set to line level because the output was coming from the X32. So even though the signal coming from the X32 to the speaker was not peaking, um, that switch being wrong made, made it peak at the speaker there. So... That was like a rookie mistake. So I hope that makes somebody feel better because I I felt really dumb (laughs) whenever I figured out what was really going on. Who would have known? Well, that's kind of annoying. It was just a switch you didn't even know about. I know. And it's all because everything's so fancy and smart these days, and I guess smarter than me. For somebody that doesn't really know like why that makes a difference, kind of like me, explain that to us. 
So signals are either high impedance or low impedance. Like, for example, the signal that comes from a guitar is considered high impedance. So it just sends out more signal than, like, say, a microphone, which is low impedance. And so if you have that set wrong, um, that like if you're trying to send, what we were trying to do is, so the output coming from the mixer is high impedance, but I had it set to low impedance. So I was expecting that lower level of signal, not a higher level of signal. And so that was causing it to distort whenever it got to the speaker. But you flip that switch and fix the problem. Easy solution, but it took a little finagling to figure out what was going on. But now I know for next time. <laughs> All right, so... Um, Although this is the last podcast episode, we aren't going anywhere. We're going to continue creating content to help you create great sound at church. We've just found that a vast majority of people want to learn this stuff through video rather than a podcast. So we're going to take the energy that we've been putting into the podcast and use it to create more and better YouTube videos. And we will still be collaborating with many of those you've heard on the podcast, like James Wassum and Jake Goslin and Chad Kirkpatrick. We're just going to change up the format a bit so that it works better as a YouTube video. So really, what you need to do if you want to continue learning from us is to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Collaborate Worship on YouTube and you'll find us. So Dylan, any last words from you before we wrap up this last podcast episode? I don't think so. I'm going to kind of miss the podcast. I liked talking to um, worship leaders. I guess now I just need to um, stay on top of keeping up with them personally and getting to know other worship leaders. I think it's really awesome that I've uh, gotten to get to know a few other worship leaders through the podcast. And if you don't have any connections with other worship leaders in your area, then I would encourage you to do that as well. Maybe hop on a Zoom chat with some of them. I mean, I, for, for most of the people I interviewed, I just messaged them on like Instagram or Facebook and was like, hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And, you know, you use that. Make some connections with other worship leaders and learn from them as well. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. they don't even have to have a podcast, right? It's the age of Zoom. So just message another worship leader maybe that you look up to and see if they'll hop on Zoom with you and answer some of your questions. That'd be be, be good sure. to collaborate well as always thanks for being with us it's been an honor to serve you through this podcast make sure you're subscribed to the collaborate worship youtube channel so that we can stay connected and we'll catch you over on youtube